Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach. I just want to officially welcome you guys out to another dating prep podcast, a podcast to help you date yourself and a love of your life forever. And today we're going to be talking about how to become properly soul tied to the right people. And we're going to be going through a, uh, maybe a couple of uh, paragraphs of my book, The Purpose of Freedom, a book designed to help you untie soul ties and uproot strongholds. So for those who are watching us, watching me live, I want to say thank you guys so much for watching me live. Feel free to share this broadcast out to as many people as possible so they can be able to join the discussion, join the chat. For those who's watching or listening later, whether on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud, or watching later on YouTube, I want to say thank you guys and gals so much for listening and for watching. God bless you too, Uriah. Just want to say thank you guys so much for joining me and wherever you listen. And I pray today's discussion will be a blessing. We're going to be talking about in depth how to ensure we stay properly tied to key, to the key, keyword, the right people. So I'm gonna give you guys and gals who those watching live, not pretend to let me know where you guys are watching from. Alabama checking in, thank you for watching. What's going on, Sabrina? What's up, uh, Kayami? Thank y'all so much for joining me live. Feel free to come on in, Miami's in the building. Alabama, two people from Alabama. Thank you all so much for joining in live. Hey, I set my alarm to do. Thank you for watching. Setting your alarm to make sure that you win. Ohio's in the building. Thomaston, Georgia, London. What's going on, Jasmine? How you doing? Hope you all are doing exceptional. South Carolina, you right down the street. Thank you for watching from South Carolina. New York's in the building. Caddy, Texas in the building. Thank you all so much for watching. I got some good points today. Got some good points today, and I can't wait to share. So feel free to share this to as many people as you can on your platforms. So that we can really help a lot of people untie um, their improper soul ties to people and allow the natural organic ties that God establishes them to be with the right people. Let's go on, Chicago. Thank you. For, oh, you're so welcome. It's an honor to serve God and to serve you all. It's a pleasure. But let's get right into it. Today's scripture is going to be coming from Psalms um, 37, chapter 37, verse 4. What's going on, Chicago? The Bible reads, delight yourself in the Lord. I don't even need to read. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of the heart. Commit your works unto the Lord. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Verse four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. I love Psalms 37. I can exegete that whole chapter and other chapters in Psalms uh, very thoroughly. But I want to make sure I hang everything that I want to say today on that text on Psalms 37. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Verse four. Um, delighting ourselves in the Lord will ensure that our desires are met. But most people look at that scripture and look at, well, all I got to do is quote unquote delight in God. And he has the, or he has the right, or he doesn't have the right be, he has no choice but to give my desires. But that scripture is letting us know that when we continuously delight in him and deepen our devotion in him, our desires become his desires. But let's get to some points and then we'll break that text down a little bit later. But we're going to talk about the problem and we're going to read in my book. And for those who want to join our book club, the book club is every Thursday at 730 Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to be going of uh, not verse by verse, some scriptures, but chapter by chapter. My latest book, The Purpose of Freedom, that's designed to help you guys and gals untie uh, from um, uh, untie soul ties and uproot strongholds. But let's get to the problem and then we'll do some reading. But you can get that book now if you want to join us for the rest of the year in this book at Amazon by simply typing in Joshua Ezzy. The problem, many people are not dependent enough 
on God to properly develop their relationships or their purpose. Many people are not dependent enough on God or in God to properly develop their relationships or purpose. Their, their elevated desires or false dependencies are setting them up to be drastically disappointed. Many people are not dependent enough in God to develop their relationships and their purpose properly. Their elevated desires and false dependencies on things are setting them up to be drastically disappointed. What's up, Joel? What I mean by that is that many people right now, let's get exclusively to the believer. Many believers are not dependent enough in God or are not delighting themselves in God to properly develop their relationships and their purpose. Our dependency in God is essential for our success. The more we understand that it's in him that we live, move, and have our being, and the more that we become wise in the fact that without him, nothing is possible, then we will do whatever it takes to deepen our devotion to him. <clears throat> and devotion with God is just simple. It's developing our relationship. It's investing in our relationship with him. It's engaging daily in our relationship. And like I always tell you all, and I tell myself often, that relationships require work. I noticed that in marriage, marriage requires work. It's not bad work. The right mindset will make the work fun because you know you investing. <clears throat> excuse me. You know that you're in. I know that I'm investing in something that's going to ensure that I grow into a better man as well as is um, accomplish my purpose. But when I begin to understand that it is it is good for me, that it's best for me to keep God at the center and at number one in my life. Then when it comes to my relationships, then when it comes to my purpose, I will continue to develop in them because the more I develop in God, my relationship and my purpose develop, not only those exclusively, but my mind becomes deepened into understanding where I want to allow myself to idolize another person. I want to allow myself to become overly engulfed in another person, to become improperly tied to an ex, to a spouse, um, to a, to a, to a, to a, a, a love interest. Um, to a mentor, to a pastor, to a preacher, I would be in a place where I'm so content in God. It doesn't matter what happens to them. It doesn't matter what happens in them or through them, whether against me or just against God. I'm not easily moved. So many people are so caught up living vicariously through other people or so caught up in just other people, period, due to their insecurities, that when things happen to that individual or that individual does something to you, you're drastically affected. No one on this planet should make you overly joyed and uh, um, overly depressed. Nobody should have that kind of effect on you. That's why it's important for you to build your house on the rock. The Bible didn't say build your life on a rock. It said build your life on the rock, meaning that the only one that we should build our lives on, the only only one that should have our ultimate delight is the unmutable, unmovable rock who is Jesus. Because I know for a fact that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. One of the key attributes of God that we should know is that he's immutable, meaning he cannot change. He won't change. That, and many people get upset with that. Many people want a God that changes. They want a God that changes his opinion because they want to continue to validate the way they want to live in life. But when God is immutable, doesn't change, that builds security in me, that no matter who comes in out of my life, no matter what a person does to or against my life, I'm not wavered. I may be upset, 
I may be in my feelings for a moment, but I know for a fact who I'm founded in. Who makes you move? Who easily triggers you? Who eagerly, who uh, <clears throat> quickly makes you so upset that, that it, you know you have a bad connection to a person when you can't rebound in your day? You know you got a drastic, a deep, uh, improper soul tie to the wrong person or to the right person when they, whatever they do, can mess up your whole day or multiple days or get you overly excited to a point of idolatry and immensely hurt and bruised because of idolatry. You have to examine who are you improperly tied to? My goal for this discussion today is to help you uh, 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 ensure that you remain properly tied to the right people. And it's sad that many people are so deep rooted tied, not so deep, big, the big as my head. That's how much, that's how knotted they are to the wrong people. Do you know how many people are wasting energy, wasting time, wasting resources, wasting money because they're improperly tied to the wrong person or improperly tied to the right person through idolatry? But the more we deepen our devotion in God, the more we understand that if we delight in him, our desires will be properly met and that we don't have to worry about having ourselves all over the place because of the mood swings of individuals. Do not allow your life to be easily swayed by the mood swing of others. It's crazy how many of us allow our lives to be easily swayed by the mood swing of others. I'm glad God ain't moody. You see what I'm saying? I'm glad God is not moody and all in his feelings. Because when you improperly tied to a person, their feelings will have you all over the place. Do not allow your life to be easily swayed by people's mood swings. If a person mood swings, swings one way and you get overly joyed or swings negative and you become immensely hurt and, and caught up in scrolling on their Instagram, wonder what they're doing, then you got to examine why you're so deeply tied or improperly tied to them. Let's keep going. Many people are not dependent enough. <clears throat> What I mean by enough is some people like, I love God. I'm cool with God. No, you got to be like, look, man, God, I'm here for you. I'm living for you ultimately. My wife can't be my number one. You see what I'm saying? My ministry, my first ministry is not to my wife. My first ministry is to God. My first, now that's a difference. Ministry to God and for God is two totally different things. We all have a ministry to God and all of us have a ministry for God. Our ministry for God is what I do through videos, what I do through books, what I do. I'm doing it for him. I cannot allow my ministry for God to come before my ministry before my family. But what comes for everybody is my ministry to God, me and him. God, how may I serve you? How would you like me to serve you? What's on your heart? What's on your mind? Your ministry to God will help all your other ministries because you will begin to have the right mindset on how to navigate them all. You see what I'm saying? We'll get to that. Kylie, Kylie says, can you talk about pharisaic, uh, parasocial relationships or celebrity crushes? So many young girls are having soul ties with celebrities and it can be really intense. That's that's good. Good night. What's going on, Jay, from the Caribbean? Great question. I'm going to make sure I get to it right now. Soul ties, you can become soul tied to a person that you never met. That's why the enemy utilizes social media, utilizes all media streams to get you majestic, majestically or mystically connected to someone's mystique. You see what I'm saying? And so what happens is many people get so caught up in their celebrity crushes because they don't understand that that celebrity is operating in a certain spirit, operating in a certain manip manipulative spirit 
whose ultimate objective is to get your mind to be so caught up in their looks, in their giftings, that whatever happens in that person's life, you affected by it. Think about it. Why every boy band, every girl band, every artist started off innocent? They love the innocence because it gives parents open the door for that artist to creep in. <clears throat> Most artists that the enemy uses and they know they're being used demonically, they're not going to come in sleeping and sexy and all that stuff. They're going to come innocent because they know if they come innocent, then a parent's going to give clearance. Parents, be very careful who you give clearance to in the, in the infancy stage of your child because not everything innocent in the beginning will stay innocent. What's up, North Carolina? And many parents, because the artist is innocent, the person comes off uh, um, uh, on fire for God or in a secular world or whatever world, they come off innocent just doing the baseline music that garners the hearts and minds of kids. And because the parents are too busy to audit the fruit and the agenda or the spirit behind the celebrity, they give that celebrity clearance into that kid's life. It doesn't matter if they're on YouTube. It doesn't matter whatever they're on. You got to be discerning. Discernment will let you see beyond the innocence and see the evil behind it. And what happens is these young girls get so caught up and you wonder why they introduced them at the ages of puberty, because many parents do not know how to properly nourish their kids beyond puberty, beyond the change. And so what happens what's up, Jersey? So when the kid begins to change and you got this artist coming in, then all of a sudden there's an emotional connection to the celebrity. There's an emotional connection to the person. We've all been there, whether it's a, a boy band, whether it's Beyonce, whether it's whoever, this rapper, this pop star. We found ourselves connected. And when that innocent artist began to make the change, now you begin to change with them and falling into the suggestive sins that they articulate through their art form. That's why you got to be very careful, parents, what you give clearance to, to the emphasis of your children. And adults, you got to be very careful who you look up to, whether it's business motivator, motivators, whether it's entrepreneurial um, people, whether it's um, um, TV shows or artists. You got to be very careful because then you become overly connected to their ideology and forget that it's not scriptural or don't have no substance in God and yourself to see how scriptural it is. And it's crazy how we know more of their lyrics than we know the verses of the Bible. You demons don't care about the lyrics you quote, whether it's Hillsong or David Crowder or Kurt Franklin, Tasha Cobbs. Those lyrics ain't going to do nothing for you. It's the word of God that will. you right. Alicia says, can you please address? Oh, y'all getting questions. Y'all interrupting the scheduled programming. Can you please address proper boundaries in marriage? Because my husband does not allow me to use his phone and it truly bothers me. Be very careful. You have to, uh, uh, let's get, let's get to that. Because if a man, uh, if a man doesn't want you to use his phone, then the chances are he's hiding something. So what you do is you go to God, say, yo, God, I don't like the way I feel about this and let God work on his heart. Because what you don't want to do is get so caught up in your feelings and get so caught up in the phone situation that you lose sight on being kind to him. The Bible says the kindness of God that will heap coals of fire on his head, meaning it will renew his mind. That doesn't mean that you're okay with it. You know the one that can get to him and make him change in that area. And then let God reveal it. Let God reveal to your husband exclusively to the point to where he will change. And yeah, it's not going to be easy, especially when you don't want to let you use your phone. But ask God, say, God, can you open up? up a conversation between me and my husband where we able where I'm able to communicate my concerns with him peaceably and then keep being kind to him keep being a wife to him because it's the change happens when you do good when you don't feel like they deserve your goodness 
You see what I'm saying? That's when change of the mind renew can happen in a man's mind when you're able to say, despite what you're doing, because I'm in covenant with you and because I'm in covenant with God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve the king out of you, even while you acting like a young man or young boy. And then you give it to God and you praise God. You keep your joy. When you see him hiding his phone, you keep your joy and you keep going about life and watch God over time. Bring it all together. I'm answering these quick questions. I'm getting, I'm getting back to my point. Why does it seem like when you're making progress with praying and asking God to release yourself from the person and untie them, boom, it's like all the feelings come back and you're back at square one. Overcoming soul ties is a process. You see what I'm saying? See, 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 you got to understand. Many of us do not understand just how you welcome. We don't understand just how strongly we are tied to people. And when you've been drastically hurt or drastically tied to a person, sometimes God, through his gentleness, through his mercy, begins to slowly untie you. Because if he drips that thing quickly and immediately and out of nowhere, you're bleeding, you're hurt. So what to do when those natural feelings for that person occur? What you do is, number one, you say, you know what? I have let this go and, and I've let this go mentally. I've given this over to God. I will not allow my emotions to flood me back in. You do not. Many people go so they, they go with the motions. They go with their emotions. They allow their emotions to lead them. And it keeps them from progressing. Just because you feel those feelings, first of all, those feelings will let you see what's still in your heart, number one. But do not allow those feelings to have you flood back in a certain mindset, mind state, where you become overly focused on them, right? So what you end up doing, you have to make sure, okay, I'm not going to allow my feelings to flood me back here. But because these feelings are here, I'm going to deal with them through the word of God. I'm going to go seek my accountability partner and I'm going to release this. I'm going to vent this towards God. I'm going to journal about this and I'm going to get this back out of my system. Facts over feelings. Let me get a list and write the facts on why I don't need to be with this person. Let me write. Let me look back at the facts. I told a young man, you got to have a fat check, a fat, <laughs> a fat list in a drawer somewhere. What you do is you write down the reasons why that person is not in your, the reason why you shouldn't be with that person, the reasons why God took you out of your life, took him out of your life. You write that down, you laminate it, you frame it, and you put it in the drawer. Whether you want to laminate it or frame, you put it in the drawer. So anytime you feel your feelings coming out a certain way, you have a copy, get multiple copies. Have a copy in your car, have a copy in your work desk, have a copy in your gym bag, have a copy in your house. So that anytime you feel your feelings getting flustered about an individual, you go right to that fact sheet. That's right. I knew he was a no good dog. I knew she was. I knew she wasn't the one. You got to have a place where you funnel, you focus on and say, you know what, mind, these are the reasons, your spirit. You got to let the Holy Spirit lead you and say, okay, Holy Spirit's going to lead me to all truth. The Holy Spirit's going to be like, see, see, come on, remember, remember. Do you remember the times when he jacked your love up? Do you remember the time? Do you remember the times? Remember the times. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I fell in that love and I got hurt. I skipped me. I broke my arm. Here's the facts. Keep a fact list in your glove compartment, at the desk at your job, wherever you may find your feelings flustered so that you won't allow your mind to focus so deeply on them that now they become your delight or they become your interest, derailing you from God and your purpose. Y'all got good questions. Is it okay to like horror films, clothes, et cetera, and still be connected? Nah, you gotta be very careful. Horror, what is horror? What is, most of the stuff is so demonic. And it affects us. You just got to be very careful. 
Um, I would just stay away from anything that's the occult, anything that's the occult, anything that's demonic, anything that's not of God, stay away from it because enemy, the demons will look and see what you wear and what you got tatted on you. And they'll look at that as a branded opportunity. They see that branding and they say, this is my opportunity to utilize that brand to dem demonically oppress them. Um, good question, Melanie. Let me get to my points. What are some Bibles with historical and literal context? I'm looking to, I got a great Bible right here. You're so welcome, Dana. That's right. You're going to say the rest of the questions for Wednesday. I feel you. Make sure you get, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell so you can get those questions. The ESV study Bible is a great Bible to have. It gives you all kinds of commentary. It's probably the best study Bible out. Um, I get to your questions at Ari. Save that for me. Um, and that's what I use. I use the ESV study Bible. It's a great Bible. Um, um, I always tell people your Bible's like your meals you cook at home. Your pastor's eating out. You see what I'm saying? You go to church. That's like going to a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? But the best meals are cooked at home because you know what ingredients you're putting inside them. The rest of the questions, thank you so much for giving. I'll get, I'll get to those other questions. Um, if I have time at the end, but let's get right into, uh, the book. Thank y'all for y'all questions. Those was good. Good questions. For those who have their books, The Purpose of Freedom, and those who would like to get a book to join us in our reading club here on YouTube, um, and wherever you're listening, you can get the book, The Purpose of Freedom. The Purpose of Freedom on um, Amazon. Just simply type in Joshua Ezzy, and my books are there. Um, and we're on page 43. So those who got their books, let's go to page 43. The second main paragraph. Let's get some reading, okay? What does a healthy tie to a person look like? I'm going to read through these points. Got a lot of points in here that's, that's very dense that I want to go over. And then I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points on how to ensure you stay properly tied to the right people. But let's do some reading. And then I have an activity that's in the book here that will kind of help you process these points. Y'all ready? Let's read. What does a healthy tie to a person look like? A proper tie to a person is a natural tie. All of us have natural ties to people. It's natural. It's naturally, it's natural, it's natural to be tied to a, to a spouse. It's naturally to be tied to a significant other. It's, it's natural to be tied to family. It's natural. But let's go a little bit deeper. A proper tie, not an improper, but a proper tie to a person is a natural tie given by and sustained by God. A proper tie to a person, uh-huh, is a is a proper tie to a person is a natural tie given by and sustained by God. That's very key for us to understand. The first sentence. A proper tie is a tie that is a natural tie, it's a natural organic tie, a tying of souls, a tying of mind, a tying of will. Right now, I have a natural tie to my wife that, that whatever affects her affects me. That's how knitted we are together. We are one flesh. What hurts her hurts me. What hurts me hurts her. We're tied. It's a natural tie. And I, and I only allow myself to be naturally tied to her because she was specifically given to me by God. And in order for our tie to remain, now, there's going to be times where you're going to be here. Because you're human. But in order for me to be sustained here, where I don't become overly the top and overly at the bottom, is when I allow God to sustain our time. God has to be the giver and the sustainer of all of our connections to people. That's why do not be, be do not be connected to anyone or anything that are not divine connections. 
Many people are are connecting themselves to the undivine. They 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 they're 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 connecting themselves to people and things that are not from God. See, I I can't because when you're connected to something outside of God's will, God can only sustain it a certain kind of way. That's grace and mercy. You see, what I'm saying that's that's more mercy. You see, what I'm saying grace is what I want. The Bible says He resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Mercy is I'm in I'm not in the right relationship, but God has given me mercy because of my immaturity, my insecurities, my ignorance. I'm in this thing. God has given me mercy. In in the proper relationship, God has given me grace for it. God's given me grace. He's given me the sustaining power to ensure that it keeps going. I want God. Don't get me wrong. I need God's mercy in my life. Don't get me wrong because I'm growing into sanctification into the image of His Son. But I don't want it to be like I, not necessarily. Well, God can give grace. To those relationships that's not like his, but but I want God's full grace because I'm fully connected to his purpose. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to be only and solely in the mercy category and in the the, the regenerated, uh, not regenerated, but the redemptive, another redemptive plan where God said, This is not my original plan. Now I gotta redeem this plan, this purpose in your life, this person and this union. And now some people I know. Uh, um, had to wait years for that person to be saved. That's unnecessary drama. That's unnecessary issues. You waste more time settling than you do waiting for the right one. So what most people do is they have to wait 20 years for that husband to get saved, 26 years for that wife to get saved, go through all this unnecessary prayer and fasting and serving the wrong person. And then the whole bulk of their marriage is in hoping and praying that person gets saved. Man, I don't got time for that. And for those who's not in that, you shouldn't have time for that. So a proper tie to a person, let me close this. A proper tie to a person is a natural tie that is God, that is given by and sustained by God. You understand how natural things occur, how organically things occur. Ties begins with interest. Bad ties start with idleness. Mm. Idleness. This ain't even in my notes. I'm in, I'm flowing right now. Idleness. Idleness. Idleness means I'm not thinking about God. I'm not thinking about my purpose. I'm just idle. I'm just coasting through life. Idleness then leads to carnal interest. Carnal interest leads to the pursuit of intimacy. Pursuit of intimacy leads to the in, uh uh the entanglement or soul tied to the wrong thing, building a natural tie. That's why I can't be around. That's why men and women should not entertain certain conversations with certain women or men because you will begin to naturally birth things. We be, we because of proximity, because of poor boundaries, we begin to allow the unnatural ties, the natural ties of the natural, um, Ties begin due to idleness, due to ignorance, due to insecurities, due to interest. And the devil loves through this demonic system, loves for us to be idle, not focus on the things of God, so that he can get carnal interest to birth, cause us to be entangled and allow natural ties to birth. That's why, man, you got to avoid any kind of certain kind of conversation. Which word idle? Idle, your second one. I-D-L-E, idle time leads to idle worship. There we go. That's a quote from one of my books. I don't know which one. Idle time leads to idle worship. Idle, like uh, 
I'm not productive. My hands are not productive in doing the right things for that right moment. So thank you for bringing out Aries Idle, I-D-L-E. You're so welcome. That when I have idle time and I'm just sitting here just coasting through life, ain't really got my eyes fixed on nothing, ain't really got my focus focused on something, not really about this life the way I need to be, then that idle time begins to lead to idle worship, which begins to birth natural ties. That's why, men, you got to just be careful. You can't be hanging around certain women because your body, your carnal self, the old man's going to try to start birthing natural ties that only belongs to your wife and vice versa to women and their husbands. Let's keep going. My goal is, we're back in the book. My goal is to always have a natural tie, a proper natural tie to my wife, my future children, extended family, friends, and those I serve through ministry. That should be all of our goals. God, help me to always maintain the right tie to people. Because I'm properly tied to you, God, because I'm properly connected to you, God, help me to properly manage all my other connections. That's key. Because I'm connected, God, because I'm connected to you and because you're my ultimate source, because I delight in you, help me now to manage all my other connections. That's why you shouldn't allow yourself to always, you shouldn't allow yourself to be connected just to, not to just to everybody. Those who serve in ministry, but that natural tie all boils down to my dependence on God. It all boils down to my connection to him. When I'm connected to him and connection means focus. See, we all are sons and daughters of God. God loves us all equally, but he doesn't trust us all equally. That's a real truth. God loves us equally. He does not love any one of his children greater than the other, but he does not trust all of us equally because he understands the maturity of us all. And he knows just how connected all of us are to him. And he knows I'm not going to introduce you to new connections if I know that we have a disconnection. And most people will say, well, uh, nothing can separate me from God. And that's true. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. But a lot of things can separate you from the trust of God. Right. And what I mean by that is that if I'm in a relationship since I'm married to my wife. We can be up under the same roof. We can still be married. We can still be fighting a good fight. But if we are emotionally disconnected, we can't be productive in our union. Two people married can be up under the same roof, but can be in the same proximity, but not be connected. There's a lot of people that's in God because in him we live, move, and have it, but they're not connected, not focused, not in tune, grieving the spirit, not growing in the spirit. And you can be in proximity of God. You can be in, in a church, you can be at home and your wife is worshiping God, but you can't feel the presence because there's a disconnection. So yes, you can still be in the body of Christ, but be disconnected to a degree because of distractions, because of not being focused. And a lot of people do not understand just how much they need to be devoted and de dependent on God. And dependency on God doesn't mean, God, do I need to brush my teeth now? Should I go? And God, like, man, you know when your breath is hot, bro. Go, man. He's not saying that he wants us interdependent, meaning like there are certain things you're supposed to do, and there are certain things he's supposed to do, but you don't do what you're not supposed to do. And God ain't gonna do what he's what we're supposed to do. God is not gonna do what you're supposed to do. 
He can't make you give. He can't make you generous. He can't make you uh, uh, abstain. He can't make you do that stuff. He said, I'm, I know you do your part and I do my part. But when you trust in my part, I can help you play your part because the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to make sure he's your acting, acting director, your, uh, your, uh, uh, um, um, helping you with your lines, helping you with your role <clears throat> so that you can act and do this thing well. Let's keep going. <clears throat> my level of maturity, hear me closely, my level of maturity. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. My level of maturity in him will determine the balance of my tie to them. My level of maturity in him will determine my balance of connection with them. That's important. I've noticed that the more I become mature in God, the more my mind is renewed on the greater levels of God and the greater understandings of God and the way I should live my life. Man, the more, the better I am in managing my connections. Now I know, listen, I don't care. <clears throat> I don't care if my wife is tripping. I don't care if my mama tripping. I don't care who tripping in my life. Nobody going to steal my joy. That's maturity. Maturity says, I love you, but you're not going to steal my joy. You're not going to steal my peace. I'm here for you. And I'm saying it respectfully. I'm not saying my wife trips. I'm just saying, I say it all respectfully that no matter what happens, if she's in one of her moves, if anybody's whatever, I'm not going to let them still enjoy the peace. And my wife does the same thing. There's nothing I do that should affect her joy of peace. It may make her look at me crazy. Like, what you tripping? And she's going to, and because we're connected, she's going to correct me in the word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I will talk about that too. They sure can. That, that many, <clears throat> that, that I'm going to let her check me. Because I know she's like, no, no, no. I feel like there's something in the room that's trying to come against my joy and my peace. And then I, because I'm connected to God and connected to her, because we got a three-quarter connection with the Father, with the Godhead, that no matter what I no matter, no matter what I do, she knows I can she can go above me. Fellas, that's what I'm saying. The Bible says, I would I forgot the scripture that God said, I would not hear a prayer of a man who does not treat his wife right. It's, it's, it's paraphrasing, but basically, he ain't gonna hear your prayers, fellas, if you ain't treating your wife right. That's why all of us gotta understand that we gotta take care of what needs to be taken care of, and then God will take care of what he wants to take care of. But God ain't gonna listen to us if we're not treating those right beneath us. But what I'm saying is because you mature in God. Your management of your relationships increase. When you mature in the things of God and you allow your mind to be renewed, your kids can't get you out of your joy and your peace. Your husband can't take you out of your joy and your peace. Your wife can't take you out of your joy and peace because you know I've ultimately anchored in the rock that never moves. You may get on my nerves. I may be upset. But I know for a fact, no, I love you, but I'm not going to let you take my joy and my peace. Easier said than done. That's why you need to allow your mind to be renewed. And you got to make sure that you always working on God is my focal, my focal and main relationship. He's the one that's going to ensure that helps me manage all. Because parents, you're going to have your children. And, and we're going to talk about that. People are people. People going to do people stuff. And you can't be so invested in people that they drastically affect your mood, that they drastically affect your mind and having you wasted days. No. Will you be disappointed? Will you be upset? Will you be bothered or so? Yes. But do not let a moment lead to many days. 
And most people, because they're so dress connected to a person, they allow one moment of offense, one moment of an issue, mess up many days. Some people can't even, haven't been productive in months, haven't even read their Bible in months, ain't did nothing in months because of one moment of a, of, of a person they allow themselves to be mismanagedly connected to, and now it affects them. We've all been guilty of it. So when you find yourself in a moment where that person affects your mood, you got to go and say, you know, ho, 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 hey, 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 get it together, Josh. Get it together. God is your God to deal with them. You don't got to keep your joy, keep your peace at all times. Now, if something happens to my wife, it's going to affect me, but I don't go and get depressed. I go and impress my knees into the ground and I intercede and I pray. I execute my authority. I don't sit there and get all caught. Oh, well, it's me. Oh, my wife is messing me. No, I'm impressing my knees in this ground. I'm praying for a breakthrough in my family, period. That's what you do. You don't allow people to have you on these roller coasters. Mm -mm -mm -mm. We cool. I love you, but I love God more. I love you, but I'm not going to let you steal my joy and peace. That happens when you allow the Holy Spirit to deepen your understanding of who you are in Christ, who he is to you, and who you are in this world. Because the enemy will always use the people closest to you. The devil knows. These demons know. They can't face me straight up. They know. They know I'm too good. I'm good because God good. They know I, I know. They know I know. But what they do is, man, we can't come to Josh face four because he knows he, he's not ignorant of our devices. So what I do is I'm going to go through his wife. Fellas, they're always going to go try to go through your wife. Ladies are going to always try to go through your husband. They're going to always try to go through your kids. Your kids is like the window. Your spouse is like the front door. They're always going to try to come through there. That's why you got to make sure, fellas, and it's for you, you got to make sure that you keep your house covered and say, you know what? And know how to not check your wife. You know how to correct your wife. And wives, you know how to correct your husband. And fellas, you got to be willing to be corrected because sometimes we allow our emotions and our moods to be the swinging doors for demons to come in and out of our family. No, 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 no. If I come in with a certain mood, God can't. Listen, only be in the moods, only be in the moods that God can use. God can't use anger. God can't use lust. God can't use pride. God can't use envy. God can't use being easily offended. He can't use those moods. So when you walk in those moods, knowing when you walk in those moods, you got to know you're you're now becoming the door unlocked and now the enemy's like oh you angered at her you got resentment you still got daddy issues you still got mama issues okay we're gonna keep going through this door because you ain't dealt with those issues no we gotta say you know what i'm not gonna be the enemy's revolving door i'm not gonna allow the enemy to use me and use my bad moves to be the revolving door for him to enter in good question monica if you're not if you're not married to him leave him if you're married to a narcissist you gotta pray but if you're not married to a narcissist, and I'm going to do a video on that because I'm going to talk about that later on in my book. Hey, if you ain't married to them, get out of there You because you can't help them or heal them. But let me get to let me get to these points. I'm going to get to that because I think that's a very key question. But I got to divulge deeper into that because I, I want to understand a little bit more so I can teach y'all more about it. Let's keep going. My level of maturity in here will determine the balance of my tie to them. That's good. 
it will determine how I lead my family. This is for me. It will determine how I lead my family and lead people. It will determine how I handle being disappointed by them and how to handle being celebrated by them. Woo! My maturity in God and my dependency in God will determine will determine the level of my dependency will determine how I lead my family. Every day I got to check my dependency. Every day I got to check myself. Yo, Josh, you good? Where you at, bro? Are you here? Because any day I let go, I can one day, one day not dependent or delighting in God can derail my family into something really bad. It can lead to an accident. It can lead to a lot of bad things. So I always stay close to God because I can't be mad and driving. You see what I'm saying? I can't be in my feelings and not alert. And I got people in the car with me or people rolling with me or or getting on a plane with me. And I know God told me not to go in the plane crash. I don't got time. So I know that every step of my life must be in awareness and in connection and in alertness and in awareness to God. Because I know I got to lead a family. And fellas, if you're not ready to grow in your spiritual maturity, if you're not willing to be spiritually mature, then stay single. Because there's a lot of responsibilities. And a lot of these don't understand that. When you got a good man who's a God-fearing man, that's a lot that he got on his mind. He's got to guard the household spiritually, physically. He has to deal with the emotional and physical needs of the family. So when you got a good God-fearing man, let that man rest when it's time to rest. But fellas, you got to understand, if you want to step up in the role of a husband, you got to know what comes with that. It's hard. I get rest and God is my rest. But I'm always watchful and praying. I'm bringing the water to my face and watching, keeping my head on a swivel because I'm a husband now. I'm a minister now. God is using me now. And I got to make sure that I stay in connection with him because I got to make sure everyone connected to me is good. And that's what happens. It's crazy how many people are getting unnecessary generational curses passed down because people are forgetting who they're connected to. And they're connected to demonic things. And that demonic thing is sourcing them with devilish, demonic, destructive things. That's a fact. That's why I got to stay on alert because I'm not going to allow anything to come to this front door. I'm the front door. God's a screen door. <laughs> I'm, listen, oh, you know, for those who was raised up in the hood, you know what I'm talking about. God is a screen door. I'm the door. So God's going to screen them first. God be like, I'm I'm a screen door. I'm screening them. All right, Josh, you let them in. Josh, don't let them in. I, God's the screen door. I'm the front door. So as a man, no, you're not because God's already screened. You got to come through God to get through. Get, whew, you have to come through God to get to me. That's why I stay with behind that hedge of protection. That's why I stay in the will of God. That's why I keep my mind renewed. I embrace the grace and mercy that follows me daily because I know God, I got to let you screen people because people crazy now. God's my screen door. You know how mama had a screen door, had a little light, little button, little push thing, open up the vent so we can get some fresh air in. You see what I'm saying? God, you screen them. They come to me. I ain't let nothing in if it ain't screened by God first. But that level of maturity and that balance would determine how I lead my family. It would, ladies, would determine how you serve your family. It would determine for me how to lead people. It would determine how I handle being disappointed and how I handle being celebrated. That's important. When people celebrate you, thank you. God gets all the glory. Anytime people, when I preach in church or when I do anything and people have come to my gift for the first time, and they're like, wow, you are amazing. Like, 
God gets all the glory because I already know behind the scenes that it's only because of him I am who I am. So when people, you got to know how to be handled when people celebrate you and when people disappoint you. How do you handle disappointment? How do you handle celebration? That determines your maturity in God. Let's keep going. For time's sake, I'm going 43 minutes and I ain't even got to my acronym. And you know I'm getting to that acronym. You know I'm getting there. All right, let's keep going. We need to allow God's voice to be the loudest and the most obeyed, period. Because listen, be very careful whose voice has the has volume in your life. Be very careful whose voice has the volume in your life. God must be the one that's, that's you the most connected to and the most obeyed. Because your mama, your daddy, your man, your woman, your husband, your wife, your friend, your, your celebrity crush, your mentor, some, they're going to some way, somehow... It's going to speak against what God has said to you. And it's, you got to be for God. I live for God. I die. Let every let God be true and every man alive. Period. I don't care. I don't care who tells me not to do something. If God tell me to do it, I'm doing it. If God tell me not to do it, I don't care how good it is. I don't care how big that bag is. My wife's voice can't even be louder than God. My children's voice can't be louder. You can't love nobody greater than God. You cannot love nobody more than God because their voice will be loud and you will be doing stupid stuff. How many of y'all married the wrong person because your mama said something about the young man? Your daddy said if the young girl was okay. Your pastor was like, y'all should be together. Or you did something stupid because somebody had good advice, but it wasn't God's advice. We got to learn how to go to God first. We don't, we don't even, we don't, we, we, we are so messed up in relationship development that we don't even know how to have a relationship with God. We live in such a social, unsocial uh, era that we, that we, 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 you know how we talk to God through our Facebook statuses. We're so bad. We talk to God through social media. That's how bad we are. Father, I just want to say, God, I want to thank you, man. You so, you such a good God. God, I love you, man. Man, God, you, you the greatest God. You the goat. You talking to God through social media? Like God gonna come in, but like, no problem, young, no problem, daughter, no problem, son. No, stop going. We're so bad with our relationships that we gotta let everybody in on what, what me and God doing. We like the relationships on Instagram. Look at me, what me and God doing. Me and God at the beach. Me and God, I'm eating with God. I mean, I'm out with God. And you know, you know, I'm out with God. Now, what? God ain't on your social media page. He's trying to write his words on your heart, on the pages of your heart. Talking to God on so that's how jacked up we are. God's voice has to be the greatest voice. We cannot allow his voice to be the lesser of all voices. You see what I'm saying? We need to allow God's voice to be the loudest and the most obeyed. We will have an improper tie to anyone we place above God, period. Who's above God in your life? Chances are you have an improper tie to them. Any person you place above God, whether spouse, whether a child in your house, whether anyone outside of your house, that person you will have an improper uh, tie to. When you think you know, you realize you don't. That's right. It humbles you. Anyone you put above God, you're going to have an improper tie to. Who's above him? Who do you love more than him? You see what I'm saying? That's a question we all got to ask, if not daily. If you place your spouse or your desire for the one above God, then you will cause an unhealthy tie to birth because your desire for them will supersede your dependence on God. That's important. We need to always be dependent on God so that he can moment by moment. That's that's why we need him moment by moment. Show us when we are doing the most or not doing enough in our relationship. 
Sometimes we be doing the most and sometimes we don't be doing enough. But God, if we're moment by moment connected to him and are aware and acknowledgement all of our ways and have that in our repertoire, in our rhythm, in our routine daily with God, then when we're not doing enough, when I'm not doing enough for my wife, the Holy Spirit be like, right now, this is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment to invest. This is the moment. And when I'm doing the most, this you need to chill, Josh. You need to chill. See, that's what you need. You got to be able to let people go. You see what I'm saying? You got to be able to a place where you allow God moment by moment to speak into the situation. Josh, come on, man. Put the book down. Don't even write in your book today. Go spend time with your wife. And then my wife would be like, I really needed that. There'd be some times I'm not, I'm working on my cuddling. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hot nature person. You know, I get the cuddles and it may be about two and a half minutes. My goal is to get to five, get to about, <laughs> my goal is to get to about five to seven minutes. I'm by the end of August. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm gradually growing. See, I grew up as the only child and get much hugs. You know what I'm saying? I got hugs from my mom, but anyway, I didn't grow up in a big family. You know what I'm saying? So the whole cuddling thing, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really into that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't mind cuddling, but you know what I'm saying? I don't got the bandwidth for cuddling. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind getting it in cuddling wise about two to three minutes. Then I start getting hot. You know what I'm saying? I don't think women understand how heavy their heads are. It don't mean you got a big head. It just mean your head is heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it, it like cuddling can be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Cuddling be cutting off circulation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cuddling be cutting off circulation. I'd be like, man, yo, you don't got. I mean, imagine this head leaning on you for a long period of time. You see what I'm saying? Uh, this head gonna cut off early, but some of y'all ladies understand just because you got a smaller head than we do, don't mean that thing ain't heavy when it's on you for more than five minutes. I'm sitting there calling and this arm dead. I can't feel my fingers. I can't feel my fingers and I'm hot. You see what I'm saying? But what I did the other night, I had to go in. I just I had to go in and cut. I had to go in and just intentionally. I said, you know what? I'm start this. I'm uh, the Holy Spirit. I'm in this. You see what I'm saying? I was probably good 30 seconds above my average, but I was in there. You see what I'm saying? But she looked, she rolled over and said, I needed that. See, God knows what each of us need, but we got to be able to be obedient moment by moment, no matter how uncomfortable the moment is. Love is uncomfortable. <laughs> Boy, you are, y'all lucky ain't no worshiper. Y'all lucky I don't know how to write worship songs because, man, whatever that, what, what did I phrase I just said? Love is uncomfortable. Woo, somebody write a song on that. Love is uncomfortable. <laughs> I need you moment by moment because love is uncomfortable. I need you moment by moment because love is uncomfortable. <laughs> Boy, that, whoo, I can feel his presence even now. Let's keep going. That's why it's important for you to wait on God to bring your, your significant other, Right? Because that person too will understand their dependent, their desperate need for God. And when they make a mistake or are not moving properly in the relationship, they will heed to the direction of God. You need a heater, not a heater. People want a relationship because they want a heater. Some women just want a man because they want to be held and they want that man to be a heater. You see what I'm saying? They want their woman to be a heater. No, a heater, H-E-E-D-E-R, a person who heeds to God. Yields to God. I heed to God. I heed his warnings. I heed his correction. I heed his leading. If that person ain't a heater, he's a weeder. You see what I'm saying? He's a weed. He number weeds. He's gonna destroy everything. That God. You gotta be with a person that says, Yeah, I'm tripping. You're right. I'm a heed. You're right. When my wife comes to me, I don't mind being corrected. And men, we gotta we can listen. She's the helpmate. You gotta be correctable, you gotta be able to be corrected. And ladies, you got to be able to be corrected as well. 
Both sides. And the good thing about being married to the one God sends your way, that means if God sent it, God is in that person. If God sends that person, he's in that person. And that person will heed to the person of God in them. And when you need to communicate something, they'll heed to God. That's why if my wife gets on my nerves or I get on her nerves, we got a clearance to God. God, you in the relationship with us. You talk to her. You ain't going to steal my joy. And she'll be looking at me. I ain't going to let you steal my peace. And she going to mind her business. And I'm sitting there like, are you just going to go to God like that? Oh. And she'll be like, oh, you just, yeah, I'm a, I, I'll leave you right there. Oh, you, oh, I'm out. I'm not going to let you steal my joy or peace. Nor should she allow me to steal her joy or peace. So what I do is, hey, <clears throat> I love God in our relationship because if you don't want to get it right now, God will make sure you get it. And if I don't get it right now, God will make sure I get it. That's why you need someone that will heed the correction and the leading of the spirit of God in them. And that's not always in every person, even if they do believe in God. Not everybody's a heater. You see what I'm saying? You got to make sure you say, God, is it the one? Because I don't want to be with someone that ain't going to listen to you. How are they going to listen to the God in you if they don't listen to God in them? What, what's, what's a God to a non-believer? You see what I'm saying? If they don't believe in God, they don't care what the word of God say. You see what I'm saying? Let's keep going. If they are dependent on God and you feel they are not moving quickly enough or not serving you correctly, you will know that God will let them know. That's that simple. They're not moving quickly enough. They're not, they're not treating you right. You know God to get them right. That's why before you cast your care to your spouse or loved ones, cast them on God. But if you are in a relationship with a person that's not connected to God like that, then you will have to really press for that's their salvation and depend on God even more on how to handle every situation with kindness and gentleness. And that's unnecessary. This is for people who's in a relationship and single. Married people, you got to fight. You got to fight. You got to fight. But those, if you know you were a narcissist person, you know you were a person who don't love God, man, get out. Get out. <clears throat> you know you with the wrong one, leave. Because ask anybody who's married to a person that ain't saved, they'll tell you it ain't worth it. The sex ain't worth it. The headaches ain't worth it. You see what I'm saying? The infatuation is not worth it. You got to get over that insecurity and loneliness and get out of your feelings and get out of yourself and get in God and realize who you are in him. Because there's a bunch of people that sit you down and be like, baby girl, young man, listen to me. Sit down. No, no, sit down. No, 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 young man. I'm talking to her. You leave. Because you a no good joker anyway. You leave. I'm talking to her. Young lady, you listen to me. Young man, you listen to me. You know he no good. You know she no good. Do you know how many nights I had to pray for this man to get <laughs> The women looking at you. You know how many nights I had to pray for this man to get saved? This man smoking and drinking and I married him back in 86. Slim Rick in 86, 20 years I had to wait for this man to get saved. Yes, it's good now, but 20 years. You better think twice before you get with that joke and he don't love God. And I said in the last video, ladies, don't you marry, fellas, don't you marry no babe in Christ. People be marrying babe in Christ. You know, you, you want to you be their spiritual mother? I don't got time to be nobody's spiritual father. Marrying some woman, she's a baby in Christ. I gotta, I gotta nurture her and grow her. Man, no, I'm supposed to grow. We're supposed to grow together. But some of y'all be wanting to marry these babes in Christ. They just gotta say they don't know no better. You're gonna be dealing with baby tendencies. <clears throat> some some people are so oh, oh, oh. 
child, girl, come here, girl. You know, Jimmy went to the altar yesterday on Sunday. He went to the altar. He went to the altar. Girl, he was crying and gave his heart to God. I said, oh, I'm a, I am going to go out with him this weekend. The man just got saved. And we don't even know that man saved. Hey, yo, man, I know she stripping stripper Susie got saved. Yeah, man, I think I'm going to I'm, I'm going to make her into a housewife. I'm going to make her into a wife. Nah, bro, you can't make no you can't make no hoe into no housewife. Nobody can. Nobody can make no slim Rick into a husband. Nobody can. People be getting with these babes in Christ and be having to breastfeed them for 10 years, stifling your growth. God ain't going to give you no babe in Christ to lead you, no baby in Christ to submit to you. And some people want a baby in Christ because they want that control over that person. They want to be the sole source of their salvation. But you still want to find your breast empty of milk because you don't got enough milk to breastfeed no babe in Christ. Let's keep going. God is the source of all relationships. <laughs> God is the source. It's like it's how like you read when the Holy Spirit says something crazy. Ooh. God is the source of all relationships. No person can complete you. Only God can. Many people are allowing their desires for companionship, children, and their friends to go above their love for God. And in doing this, they destroy themselves. A healthy tie to a person begins when a heart is tied to God and is willing to be led by his spirit. Men, you need to always remain dependent on God so you won't place God-like expectations. Here we go. On your wife, children, friends, etc. Ladies, you need to always be dependent on God so you won't place God-like expectations on your husband, children, family, or friends. Let's stop there. <clears throat> when you don't have a, 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 a good godly connection to God, you're going to put God-like expectations on people. Now you got married and now you expect that man to be God to you. Now you expect that woman to be God to you. See, that's why God needs to be in your relationship. Do you know why it's important to have a three-quarter relationship? You, your significant, your you, your spouse, and God, because God is the only one that can sustain it. There are certain expectations in my marriage that neither one of us can meet. <clears throat> There's expectations that I need to meet. There's responsibilities that I have. There's responsibilities my wife has, and there's responsibility God has. When you don't have God in your relationship, now you're putting what only God can do on them. That's why I tell my wife, me and my wife, we don't think about tomorrow. That's God, God, that's God's responsibility. <laughs> All I'm responsible now is making sure that I'm husbandly today and you're wifely today. If we think about tomorrow, we start getting into God's business. When we start thinking about stuff that we can't control, we start getting into God's business. Let God handle his business. Y'all handle y'all's business. That's why it's a three-quarter partnership. I mean, we're in business with God. We are in a marriage with God. There are certain responsibilities that he holds that I can never do and that she can never do. But the moment I begin to say, God, we don't need you for this, or I'm not going to allow you when it is, and then now I get her into a performance base where now her performance determines my performance. You see what I'm saying? And 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 all that, <clears throat> then the relationship becomes like all over the place. You see what I'm saying? That's why you gotta let God be God and y'all be y'all. Let God be God, you be the husband, you be the wife, you be the wife, you be he be the husband, and he be God. Because if not, you're gonna have your wife carrying all these unnecessary ex burdens that only God can hold because you got these false expectations of what a wife is. Now your expression of a wife is a person who's, who's overly sexual. 
All of a sudden, now she has to be performance-based. No, no, no. My wife should only perform. Her performance should be based upon how I manage my position. How I manage my position will dictate her performance. That's why my her performance can't be based upon the lacklusterness that I have in my position. If I hold my position as a husband, right, it would naturally make her want to blossom as a wife. But if I if I hold my position and hold my <clears throat> what's rightfully hers and she can't receive it unless she performs, then that's going to be an unnecessary burden for her. So even when she requires me or asks me to do certain things that I may not want, I can pull from God to do it. If you don't got God in your relationship, your relationship going to be all over the place. Okay? Never expect something from someone that you love that you first don't expect from yourself. Don't expect nothing. From your daughter, from your son, from your wife, from your mama, from your daddy, from your cousin, from the new new, from little Susu. Don't expect nothing from them if you don't expect it from yourself. How can you gonna expect your wife to be pure and you ain't pure? Expecting your husband to be pure, but you ain't pure. Expecting them to listen. That's why I tell men and women, listen to me clearly. Don't expect a man to hold his loins if you can't hold your emotions. Don't expect your wife to hold her emotions if you can't hold your loins. They're supposed to be dual holdings. And the only way you can hold your emotions, the only way you can hold your loins, fellas, is through being held by God. Okay? And so what happens is you got these expectations. Well, I don't want you to be all emotionally uncontrollable, but you can't control. Your lack of control in this area has caused her to be emotional. And your emotional is leading him to being lacking control and you lacking control and you being over emotional is because y'all not connected to God. Never expect something from someone that you love that you first don't expect from yourself. And secondly, don't expect something from someone that God doesn't even expect from them because when you do, you will put too much pressure on them. Stop expecting them to, to, to meet your purpose when they weren't even supposed to meet your purpose. We be having expectations on people that God don't even expect from them. Parents be expecting stuff from, from their children and, they, and God don't even expect that from them. God don't even want them to be a doctor, but you expecting them to be a doctor. God ain't even expecting them to be a lawyer, but you expecting them to be a lawyer. You see what I'm saying? Expecting your wife to do X, Y, and Z, and God didn't even call her to do that. Expecting your husband to do unrealistic expectations beyond his ability, and God don't even expect him to do that. You got to operate at the level of God's expectation of them. If God doesn't expect it from them, you should expect it from him. That's why you got to have biblical, realistic expectations so that you don't go into marriage expecting a man to buy you a Lambo truck and a Bugatti car. And he just got into his career expecting that that woman to, to, to throw it back. And she just got <laughs> and she. <laughs> And she and she just learned one move. You expect her to do have a repertoire of 10 moves, and she only she just learned the first one. You can't go into a marriage expecting your wife to be a porn star. You can't go into a marriage expecting your husband to be an all-star, making all-star money. Because you go in those expectations, your wife couldn't be like, I can't meet that expectation, and she burns out. And your man's like, I'm giving you the best that I can, he burns out. That you're right. There's a deeper issue. It's called idolatry and it's called insecurities. Those two things, idolatry and insecurities. When you idolize the idea of something, that idol will kill you. 
When you're insecure, you'll expect things just to fail your security. But those who are secure in God are not easily moved. Now, I have an activity for those who have their books. Activity here. Who are the people you are connected to? I want you to write their names down. Are you properly or improperly tied to them? On the side, write improper or properly. Last box, what must you do to create a pro proper tie to that person? Simple activity, because I have a lot of activities in here, but that's the simple. Who are the people you are connected to? Family, friends, whatever. Are you properly or improperly tied to them? And what must you do to create a proper tie to each person? Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how to ensure you stay properly connected to people. This deeper issue could be family-related. It starts there. It does. How do tattoos create these total tattoos? Team? Because markings. Back in the Bible days, they talked about don't put no markings on your bodies because the markings represented slavery. And when you have a demonic markering or occult markings on your body, then the enemy will look at that as a, as a legal right to, to mess with you. See, see, the devil can't do nothing against a believer as far as possession, but he can lead to oppression. And there are certain things that we hang up in our walls, certain things we have on our bodies, there are certain things that we listen to, that if demons here around, they will utilize it as a loophole within the contract through legal right, oppress you and bother you because you have something of the occult in your surroundings. The Holy Spirit will let you know, erase that off your arm, get this out of your life because it's giving them demonic spirits access to your life. Now, how to ensure you stay properly tied to people. I spelled the word properly. You knew it was coming. You knew y'all was like, man, we've been going an hour and three minutes and coach ain't gave us no acronym. What? You knew it was coming. The acronym, not the acronym, but the breaking of down of letters is here. How to ensure you stay properly tied to people. P-R-O-P-E-R-L-Y. Number one, how to ensure you stay properly tied to people, know the person of God, know your purpose, and know that people are people. Know the person of God. Number one, in order to, to ensure you stay properly tied to people, you know the person of God. That's who you need to know first. That's who you need to get to know and continuously to know is to know the person of God. When I say person of God means who he is as a person. The best way to do that is to go to Google and type in the attributes of God. The more you get to know his attributes, you'll begin to uh, uh, delegate your actions accordingly. You'll begin to delegate your attitude accordingly because when you know the attributes of God, you know the character of God, you have your attitudes at bay, you have your attitudes adjusted and your actions adjusted. You know the person of God and you know your purpose. When you know the person of God and you're content in him and your confidence in him, that's right, they can't steal your joy or peace. When you know who you are in God and you focus on your purpose, you tripping because I'm pursuing my purpose. Nobody can derail you. So many people got their purpose on the back burner because they're overly tied to the, another person. Just because what your dad said, your mama said, your friend says about your purpose, got you all in your feelings, believing that you can't do it. Greater is he that's in you than anyone out there in the world. You are more than a conqueror. You are able to purposely pursue your purpose. That's why ultimately, to ensure you stay properly tied to people, you got to know who you are in the person of God, know your purpose, and know that people are people. People will change up on you. Even the people that you love will go through mood swings, will be fickle, will be all over the place. But when you know the person of God, you in love with him and you content with him and you know your purpose, y'all can trip. Y'all can act how you act. I love you, but I, I still got God and I still got my purpose. It don't matter who leaves. It don't matter who leaves. 
you still got God and you still got your purpose. You see what I'm saying? And when you have those two things, people, whether spouse, whether children in your house, outside of your house, or people outside of your house, co-workers, bosses, when I know my purpose and I know, know the person of God and I know promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or from an employer, it comes from God. And if I work unto the Lord, that promotion comes from him. Nobody can affect my peace because I know the person of God. I'm productive in my purpose and you can't stop me. That's what all boils down to. If you don't know the per person of God, you don't know your purpose, everybody affects you. Because when you're confident in God, your own father, your own mother, your own spouse, your own kids can look you in the eye and demonically curse you out and call you out your name and you ain't budging. That hurt. <laughs> but it's the help of the Holy Ghost. I ain't slapped you crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what you do is, you know, for a fact, you may sting for a little bit how a person may treat you or betray you. But because, you know, God is near the brokenhearted and you know God is greater in you and you can face anything against you and you got your purpose, man, people be people can do whatever to me. You, listen, you guarantee to get a book every year. You guarantee to get a card game every year. You guarantee to still get these four videos and five videos a week. You still going to get this good guys podcast. God's still going to get this ministry. God's still going to get this glory. So you can be mad all you want to, say whatever you want. You see what I'm saying? But I ain't still ain't going to get this up because I'm doing it God's way. God's way. When y'all say no, I know he's in control. His way. His way. That's it. When y'all say no. He's in control. See, I don't got to worry. <laughs> I was going to get to another verse. But <laughs> okay, that was bad. Was that Usher or B2K? Anyway, anyway, I'm doing the Lord's work now. I can't bring, can't bring Usher and B2K in the Lord's work, okay? You got to know the person of God, your purpose, and know that people are people. My second P, be prepared to be hurt. No, 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 no. Be prepared to be disappointed. You're dealing with people. Be prepared to be disappointed. It's coming. Your wife going to disappoint you. Your husband going to disappoint you. Your children going to disappoint you. One person won't disappoint you is God. The only way God disappoints you is when you put man-like expectations on him. Only time God going to disappoint you if you have false expectations of him. But people going to, you got to be prepared to be disappointed. People are, Jesus was like, man, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Be prepared to be disappointed. People going to disappoint you. Be prepared. Let's keep going. Or <clears throat> how to ensure you stay properly connected, oh, properly tied to people or know your role in their life and do what's right. Know your role. Know your role. I know my role as a husband. I'm not God. I know my role as an uncle. I'm not God. I know my role as a son. I'm not God. I know my role. And anytime they want me to run that role beyond the way the Bible requires me to run that role, I know how to tell, I know where to tell people to where to stay. You cannot be afraid to correct people that's trying to make you act outside of your role. People that's trying to make you model the role that you're modeling inappropriately. So when a person tries to pull you out of that role, tries to pull you, you say, you know what, Out of with all due respect, with all due respect, this is how God wants me to do this as far as me and my house, as far as me and my life. If you're single, as with all due respect, as far as me and my life, we're going to serve the Lord of my singleness. 
As far as me and my life, we're going to serve the Lord in our in my singleness. Right now, if a person comes in and says, Joshua, I need you to, as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord, period. That should shut it down. If they don't shut it down, they, they, they're, they're trying to get, they're trying to force their way in your life. You got to respectfully put people where they need to be. You got to know your role. I know my role. I, I, you know, I'm a father figure to some people, but I'm not their father. You see what I'm saying? I know that I'm a, uh, I'm a whatever, and I know my role. And if you, those don't know their role, you see what I'm saying? Will roll out of their role and performing a role for someone that don't deserve for them to be in that role. You see what I'm saying? You got to know your role and do what's right. This is the role I'm supposed to do, and I'm not going beyond it. As I, since I'm on the role of a husband, there's just certain roles I cannot model for any other woman outside of my niece, outside of my sisters, outside of my mamas, my mothers and my mother-in-law, my nieces, my sisters. My, you see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And even then, there's she, my wife comes first, the first, the first lady. You see what I'm saying? So that's understandable. You got to know how to say, you know what? This is how I'm going to model this role. It's biblically sounded, biblically rooted, and nothing you can do to make me model outside this role. So respectfully respectfully, with all due respect, stay out of my life like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, next point, do what's right. Do what's right. Always do what's right. It's always the right time to do what's right. Oh, how to ensure you stay properly tied to people? Be spiritually and naturally observant. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. So when you feel yourself offended, no one is not them. No, it's not them. No, there's a spirit working through them. You got to be spiritually and naturally observant. To be properly tied to people because demons are going to use people. That's their greatest tool and greatest resource. If they wanted to use pigs, they would use pigs. If they want to use pigeons, they would use pigeons. But their greatest resource are people. So what you got to do, you got to stay spiritually observant. This is the devil trying to use this against me and my wife. I nipped this in the bud. Devil, you will not come between my, my family and my family. Oh, oh. I'm observant. So you begin to look at body signs and how that person carries themselves and how she looks at you, how he looks at you. You observing, you are discerning. You got to always stay spiritually and naturally and physically uh, naturally observant because then that would determine how you, you're tired of people. Ah, you tripping now. So I got to distance myself from you. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit leading me to get closer into your life in discipleship. Now I can give you that. You see what I'm saying? But you got to be observant, especially within family, especially in, in marriage. Because the enemy's going to try to come in in, in vulnerable moments and transitional moments. That's why you got to increase your prayers when you find each other vulnerable. And the, most, the, 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 the time that you're going to be the most vulnerable is in transitions. Moving from city to city. Moving from house to house. Having a baby. Getting married. First year being it. There's a lot of transitions. Enemy knows that when, when there's transformation... Transformation can't happen without transitions. Transitions can't happen without transactions. You see what I'm saying? So if there's a transaction being made, a transition occurs, and it's leading towards transformation. And then the goal is to ensure that y'all don't transform and become who y'all need to be. We got to make sure certain transactions are not made, made because if certain transactions are not made, then certain transitions can't be made. But even if you're going through a certain transition from a certain transaction, you got to make sure you're constantly in a transformative mode mindset. So you're able to allow the Holy Spirit to say, even though I'm going through transition, even though I'm stepping from what's familiar to what's unfamiliar, I'm still rooted in God. I'm still going to stay behind the hedge. I'm still going to let God um, um, do what he does best. So in order to, to ensure you stay properly tied to people, you got to be spiritually, naturally observed. You got to be able to say, man, you tripping. You ain't following, the, you ain't following God like you used to follow him. So I'm going to distance myself from this friendship. 
I'm not going to be as connected to this friendship anymore because you ain't following God like you should. You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to, this relationship stops now because I don't feel like you and God cool right now. What if there, there's an SCP tied to people? What's SCP? Let's keep going. I'll, I'll look I'll look again, Billy Casper. I'll look again. P, how to ensure you stay properly tied to people? P, let patients have his perfect work in their life. Let the pruning happen. What's this? I can't even read my hand right. Okay, here we go. Let patients have her perfect work in their life. I'll get to your question a little bit later, uh, Billy. You gotta let patients let like 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 you gotta know your role. You gotta understand there's a certain work that only Holy Spirit do. Sometimes you gotta look beyond the glass and be like, I, I, I can't come in the room. Do you not know that a surgeon doesn't do two surgeries in the same room at the same time? Do you not know that a surgeon does not do two surgeries in the same time, same place? Mm -mm. Some of us, we, we all we're supposed to be, we're not surgeons to people. We are nurses to people. Hear me closely. We are not surgeons. We are nurses. Jesus is the surgeon. We are just the nurses. We check the blood pressure. We come in and bring them food. We come and serve them. We serve the surgeon and we serve the patient. But what we cannot do is be their surgeon. So what you mean, what that mean? You got to let the patients have his perfect work. You see what I'm saying? Let patients have her perfect work in their life. Let the surgeon do what he does best. And all you do is when he calls you into the room to nurse the body, to nurse the individual, not the body, that's not like they did. But nurse the individual, you know how to nurse. So many people trying to be surgeons when they were only called to be nurses. So you gotta let patients have their perfect work. Let them get pruned. If you help a butterfly out of its cocoon, it will not be able to fly. You can't save them. Let the, let the Holy Spirit supernaturally save them. If you force the salvation, they won't be able to fly in their purpose. What they'll do is they'll flap and hit the ground because you got in the way. You got to back off and let God do the surgery. You got to back off and let God and let God from the workings inside of them teach them how to fly. And then you can come alongside in the Lord's timing to support them. You see what I'm saying? So let patients have a perfect work in their lives. Let the pruning happen. And last but not least, ignore certain pressures. If you want to stay properly tied to certain people, ignore people's pressures. I ain't going to let you pressure me. And if you get mad, it's because you're living vicariously through me. If you get mad, it's because you want a specific, specific position in my life. No. I don't care if you Don't let people pressure you to get married. Well, see, I'll, I'll look that up a little bit later. All right. So what you got to understand is like, look, I'm not going to allow... You do you know how many people got pressured into marriage by people? And that same person was like, I don't even know why you married them. You look at them like, bruh, bruh, we talked all over and you told me this was a good move. Bruh, you was my best man. You was my, not my first lady. What y'all call y'all? What y'all call y'all girls? You was my bridesmaid. Child, I, I didn't know he was going to be like that. You should have saw that for your, no. Uh-uh. Because you don't know if their press is sure. Woo! Don't let everybody pressure because you don't know what they're them pressing. You don't know if it's sure. It's up there. You go as a setup. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. This pressing that you are putting pressing upon me, I'm not sure about your press. I, uh, I'm not sure about your press. 
you pressing this up on me, but I'm not sure. It's not biblical. It's not sure. It's not sound. It's not scriptural. So I need you to start pressing in on me. Okay? Because you this close to getting cut off. I love you, but you you this close to getting cut off. I don't I don't need that unnecessary press in my life because I'm not sure about that. Anything you didn't hear from God, I ain't gonna let that press in my life. We allow the wrong pressures to press in our lives, keeping us from big wolves in sheep's clothing. The devil will use the tongue of anybody to get you to fall into. You ever seen the movie um, The Matrix? And how those agents was diving inside of the tractor trailer truck driver. Demons were jumping anybody to try to get close to you. They try to get close to Neo. So they jumped in that person after person after person just to get close to Neo. You the one. You the one that God wants to utilize to change your family, change this, your part in, the, in, in this world. So the enemy's going to try to jump in your mama to say this at the cookout. Jump in your daddy to say this at the cookout. Jump in your best room to say this when you're out there getting coffee and tea. See what I'm saying? Listen, you don't got time for that. You don't got time. Ignore certain pressures. No, I ain't sure about that press. I ain't going to let you press in because I'm not sure about that. It's not biblically sound. See what I'm saying? E, how to ensure you stay properly tied to people, even out your energy levels. If you feel like it's draining you too much of your energy, I got to get, I got to, I'm sorry. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond that is sin. Now, what does that mean? Yes means, yes, I'm able to do it. Yes, oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to do it. And I'm able to do it at the time, the place, and at the effort you need. No means, even though, no, see, no is a, no is a unique word. No means, it has two meanings. No, I can't do it. And no, I can do it, but I'm choosing not to do it. You got to be able to say, I got the energy to help you, but it ain't wise. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? And good for understand. We can't allow even demonic drainage. You see what I'm saying? Like, so what I do is I be looking at people like, I got the energy, but I still don't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and it's okay. Anything beyond that sin, meaning if you say yes to something, but don't know it, that's a sin. If you say no to something that God wants you to do, that's a sin. It's okay to be like, yo, no, you don't got to tell people just to be like, I ain't going to do it. I, I could do it, but I shouldn't do it. You got to have the ability and the power to say, I could do it, but I shouldn't do it. And I'm not going to do it. That's what you got to do. Observe your energy levels. Where am I energy-wise? Now, God will have you. God will lead you even when you don't feel like you have the energy. He will supernaturally energize you to engage according to what he wants you to do in a specific moment. And he'll reimburse, reimburse you of the energy. That's important. If there's, no re, if there's no constant reimbursement, supernatural reimbursement, from God, then you could be wasting your energy on the wrong person. So how to stay properly tied to people? Hey, I got the energy, but I'm not going to do it. You got to be able to say yes and no. And you got to be able to say, you know what? I got to guard my energy. Right now, I can't be I can't be all things to everybody like I could when I was single. I got a full wife. I got full goals. You see what I'm saying? I got, I got, full, I got a full family. I got two families now. I got my mom, my dad's side, my mama's side. On my wife's side, there's so much. So if I if, you, if I show up, you better count you better count on the blessing. Because if I show up, 
Either I'm showing up because y'all got free cake. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. Just joking. I, I showed up because God sent me. Oh, I heard y'all had good cake. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. R, how to assure you stay properly tied to people. Keep your emotions reeled in and keep your mind constantly renewing. I'm going to keep my emotions reeled in. When I get offended, reel the emotions in. When I get a feeling, I'm going to keep my mind renewed. Keep your emotions reeled in. Keep your mind renewed. Keep your emotions reeled in. Keep your mind renewed. Keep your emotions reeled in. Keep your mind renewed. Because people going to try you. And you got to be able to say, you know what? Your emotions should let you know what you should do. Why am I letting you? Okay, okay, okay. I was about to slap you, but you don't deserve my slap. So I'm gonna back away from this. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna take a. Why did I? Why do? Why did I allow her to? Why did? Reel your emotions in. Keep your mind renewed. Because when the more you allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, the more your emotions will be real in because your mind will be quicker than your emotions. It's crazy how our emotions are quicker than our minds. The mind of Christ should always be quicker than the emotions of man. If you don't have the strong mind of Christ, your emotions will come off and you'll be responding to, to people that don't even deserve it. We respond to people that don't even deserve our response and neglecting the people that needs us to respond to them. L. How to ensure you stay properly tied to people, know when to let them go, and know when to lengthen the rope. Know when to let them go. The reason why many people are not successful today because they do not know how to let them go. You got to let them go physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. You see what I'm saying? You got to let people go. You got all the evidence to let them go. And the only reason why they still doing what they do, because you let them linger. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to change if they know you ain't letting them go. And the moment you even think about letting them go, then they start coming around. Oh, no, I was tripping. And they'll be good for a season. They'll be, oh, I'm losing her? Oh, no. Oh, snap. She ain't calling me back. Usually when I call her two times, she'll pick up. I call in the third time. And she, okay, I'll be in church on Sunday. Okay, I'm a, okay. What did she want me to do? She wanted me to start going to church. She wanted me to start praying and stuff. Bet I'll be like that for two weeks. That'll get her back in. And I'm going to go right back to my old self. Mm -mm. Fool me once, letting you go. <laughs> fool me once, I'm letting you go. You ain't going to get no second chance to fool me. You do know. Fools continually get fooled. Mm -mm -mm. You got to let some people go today. And yes, you got some emotional connections. Yes, you no, you got to let them go. Those who don't love themselves, let the wrong people linger. Those who love themselves are quick to let people go. I'm quick. Ooh, I'm too old to give second chances. That's right. One time I'm getting too old. Back in my 20s, back when I was a teenager, you see what I'm saying? I may let you linger. I'm getting too old. I got too much responsibility to let to, to let people linger. Oh, you fooled me once. I let you go mentally. I'm still nice to you when you see me in public. But, but why coach don't return calls? Why coach don't be? Coach don't be. I don't got time. Fool me once. I'm letting you go. Simple as that. Snip, snip. Rip, rip. You know what I'm saying? Clip, clip. <laughs> 
my bad. Don't let me get to the clip clip. <laughs> we, 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 we ain't gonna go to the clip clips. Snip, snip, rip, rip. We ain't going to the clip clip because the clip clip means somebody got to go meet that maker. Tell God I said hello. <laughs> I hope I never have to use my, use my, use my, use my. I hope I never have to use my, use my. Because <laughs> I'd be like, go tell God I said hello. Because <laughs> you about to meet your maker today. So we're gonna stick with the snip snip and the rip rip. We're gonna go to the clip clips, okay? <laughs> clip clip, somebody leaving here. You see what I'm saying? So understand that I am deeply emotionally connected to my family. <laughs> and my deep emotional connection, divine connection to my family will lead me to the clip clip. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going. You gotta know when to let people go, and you gotta know when to lift in the rope. God will let you know the difference between a let go and a lifting in the rope. Lifting the rope means I'm I'm still supposed to be in your life, but not this close. See what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be in your life, but I'm just too close. So if I if I feel you falling, you see what I'm saying? But but if but if you too close to a person, they fall off the cliff. You falling too. You see what I'm saying? Because you the rope's too tight. Because you living reckless right now. God still call. I'm your. I'm still called to you. I'm still your. I'm still in your life. God still wants me in your life, but you too close. You're doing stupid stuff and got me all over here calling me two in the morning talking about you arrested again. No, 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 no. We ain't talking about exes. We ain't talking about exes lifting the rope for exes. No, you cut oh, you cut ropes with exes, okay? You're lifting the rope with people that God still wants you connected with, like your children. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like you're like some like you just don't what I'm saying, you're not allowing them to affect you emotionally. But if something does happen to you, happen to them, you can pull them up. If something happens to you, they can but no, no, let's keep it, let's keep it. You got to be able to say, you know what? I'm lifting this rope because I'm just too close to you right now. I love you, but until you God gets you right, I'm lifting the rope because if I don't lift in this rope, if, if you fall off a cliff, I'm right there with you. Last but not least, how to ensure you stay properly tied to people? Why? You ain't Jesus. You ain't Jesus. Thank you so thank you so much, y'all, for watching my video. <laughs> thank you guys. So I, I can end it right there. You ain't Jesus. That's the, you, the best way to stay proper tied to people. I'm not called to save them. I'm called to support them, but I'm not called to save them. You see what I'm saying? What that means is, you know, you do you know how many people, like the psalmist J. Cole said, you know what I'm saying? You heard the man say, he said, man, don't save her. Don't save them. They don't want to be saved. You see what I'm saying? People don't want to be saved. You know what I'm saying? And if and you can't save them. So what helps me to be properly tied to people that's out there living workless? That's on you, God. And if I find, if I read the newspaper, they died, that's on them, God. You see what I'm saying? That's going to be messed up, but I, I, I keep going on my life. I did my part in supporting them, but I, I can't save them. You know what I'm saying? And if people out there on drugs and people out there living crazy, leaving reckless, you ain't Jesus. Jesus is very good at saving. Jesus is very good at doing what he does. And you continue on about your life. Don't let what they do. I know it's tough if you got a son or a daughter out there, but pray to have your protection on them. Plead the blood over them. Do your part spiritually to cover them and watch God supernaturally bring them around. But know that you ain't Jesus. You can't save them. You can't make them go to church. You can't make you can't you can't make that man get saved. You can't make that woman get saved. Stop forcing Jesus on people. If you gotta force Jesus on people, then you shouldn't be around those people. If you dating a man that you gotta force Jesus on, 
You know what I'm saying? And that man, that shouldn't be your man. You shouldn't be with that man. If you got to force Jesus on her, then she, listen, listen, listen. I need, to, I need you to come as you are in Christ. <laughs> you can come as you are, but you better come as you are in Christ. Don't come as you are. I need you to come as you are in Christ. You see what I'm saying? And that's what you got to do. You can't be allowing people just to come in your life. You got to say, you know what? Who are you? Who are you in? Are you in yourself? Or are you in Christ? How to ensure you stay properly charged to people, know the person of God, know your purpose, know that people are people, be prepared to be disappointed, or know your role in their life and do what's right always. O, be spiritually and naturally observant. P, let patience have her perfect work in their life. Let the pruning happen and ignore certain pressures. E, even out your energy levels. R, keep your uh, emotions reeled in and your mind renewed. L, know when to let go and know when to lift in the rope. And Y, you know that you ain't Jesus. Thank God so much for watching. Pray this was a blessing. Um, I went a long time. So any question that you all have, especially about that or whatever question you have, holler at me on Wednesday. I may do a Q&A video this weekend to be able to answer y'all's questions. I pray this was a blessing. I know I try to. I, uh, this is me. This is me. I got a little humor inside of me. God bless me with a little, little something, something. You see what I'm saying? I hope you guys do exceptionally well. Y'all be blessed. Um, everything you need to know about me is on my website. I got you, Billy. Make sure e you can email me. Go to my website if you have any extra questions. If I can get to them, I will answer them through email. But I trust me, I get a lot of emails. But make sure you hit the notification bell and subscription subscriber button, the subscribe button. So when you see the live QA um uh video, you'll know that I gotta get on there real quick and I gotta put my question in. Uh so I pray that this video is a blessing, it will be posted soon. So if you want to support what I do here, um, you can go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. You can support many ways. You can support through prayer. You can support through uh, a product, and you can support through um, provision. Um, so you can support through, uh, I just named them three Ps out of nowhere. You can support through product, um, the book, the per all my books. You can support through provision by helping support my mentoring program, Propel. And you can support by uh, prayer. And you can support by proximity. If you want me to come to your city, bookings available. So you can support all those three ways. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I pray this video is a blessing to you. Also, t-shirts are... <laughs> I said t-shirts are available. <laughs> I said, I'm about to say t-shirts are available. Coach Josh, t-shirts <laughs> But I ain't wearing one of my shirts today. But under all of my YouTube videos are all... Uh, not all. I got to upload some more shirts. All the shirts for my apparel line books, apparel, um, donations for the mentoring program, or you want to support me, cash app, all that cool. That's cool too. Um, but I don't really do it. For, I don't do it for that. But if you want to support, you can support mentoring program. If you want to support what I do and want to give to me, um, you can just find me on, on my website, PayPal, cash app, all that kind of stuff. Cause people was asking like, do you take money for you? If you want to, that's on you. But, um, anyway, love you all. Y'all be blessed. Holy spirit. I'm done. It's in your hands. And ladies and gentlemen, know that God's got you and the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you from this point here. I'm finished my job. I'm finished what I'm supposed to do. Now it's the Holy Spirit's turn. Engage with him today because he will take you and utilize what you heard today and help you go forward. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time.